Polly had discovered long ago that if you opened a certain little door in the box room attic of her house, you would find the cistern in a dark place behind it, which you could get into by a little careful climbing. The dark place was like a long tunnel with brick wall on one side and sloping roof on the other. In the roof, there were little chunks of light between the slates. There was no floor in this tunnel. You had to step from a rafter to rafter and between them, there was only plaster. If you stepped on this, you would find yourself falling through the ceiling of the room below. Polly had used the bit of the tunnel just beside the cistern as a smuggler's cave. She had brought up bits of old packing cases and the seats of broken kitchen chairs and things of that sort and spread them across from rafter to rafter so as to make a bit of a floor. Here she kept a cash box containing various treasures and a story she was writing and usually a few apples. She had often drunk a quiet bottle of ginger beer in there. The old bottles made it look like a smuggler's cave. Hello, welcome to Sip Tea with Allie. This is your host, Allie or Polly Plummer. So today in this episode, I wanted to talk about one of my favorite fictional characters, Polly Plummer. So I thought I'd kind of talk about my connection to this character because you guys are kind of like, okay, why is she naming herself Polly on here? Um, And first of all, um, I think one of the reasons why I thought about using Polly Plummer as a name is one that's one of my names on a group chat with some friends that like Narnia. Um, And two, I relate to lo- I relate a lot to this character, and I mentioned that before in my first podcast episode, I believe, when I would when I was talking about um, myself and kind of like a get to know me, um, and I mentioned that I wanted to do an episode in the future about my connection to this character. So first of all, um, I'm just gonna kind of show not show share, um, I guess like how I discovered The Magician's Nephew and one of the reasons why the story is so appealing to me and how I connect with the character Polly Plummer. So I ended up discovering The Magician's Nephew um, through a class I was taking at a co-op. One of the moms in our homeschool group was a big, big fan of C.S. Lewis and Tolkien, but particularly C.S. Lewis. And um, so she did a whole class on The Magician's Nephew. And I know she wanted us to have the whole book read before the class started. So I remember reading it um, maybe a week or two before the class. I, I normally don't read books that quickly, but I remember reading The Magician's Nephew fairly quickly, um, because I'm a slow reader, and I, I think partly that's just because I like taking my time, I like enjoying, um, what I'm reading, and I think that's something that I really appreciate, because I don't want to just read a book to read it, I want to read it to get something out of it, um, because that's one of the reasons why we read, um, I feel like so many people are are rushing to get things done, are rushing to get books off of their 
um, lists, I mean, I guess, I guess they're, like, reading lists checked off, you know, um, but, you know, and I can relate to that a lot, but at the same time, I feel like there's something so beautiful about just reading a sentence with lots of passion and allowing the words to take over you, I guess, um, which is something I definitely need to do with this book again, because it has been a while, um, but, the story and the characters and everything has still stayed in my mind um and I remember trying to remember what the book was called a few years ago I was like that book was good and I couldn't even like remember that it was a part of the Narnia series for some reason I had in my mind that it was like an entirely different series or whatever um, or, like, a series inspired by the Narnia series, because that's just kind of how it seemed to me, um, I don't know why, and I was like, I can't remember what it's called, but there was, there was this, like, there were these pools or whatever, and there were these rings, and there was this boy, and there was this girl, and there was this crazy magician uncle guy, and I was, like, trying to remember what it was called, and then I finally remembered, oh, it's the magician's nephew, and I remember, um, like, just a few months ago when I, like, rediscovered the Narnia series, um, like, going in one of our, like, spare, I guess our spare bookshelves, I guess is what I, I like to call it, um, that's in our guest room, because we actually have two spare bookshelves, like, in our living room area, we have, like, built-in wall bookshelves that are, like, filled entirely with books, we have, like, a religious book section, and then we also have, like, a whole, like, classical literature section, and in our classical literature literature collection why can't I talk um there's like a collection of just like leather bound books that my dad's collecting so I was like just like looking at the books in there and I know I can always go in there for like good books to read so whenever I'm at a, at a loss that's that's where I go um anyways but we have like a bookshelf in our hallway that it has like a few like random books and like knickknacks and things and then our in our guest room we have like a bookshelf and I remember like looking on both of those shelves a few months ago for the book and I and I found it and I was like oh my gosh and I was just kind of flipping through it but it brought back a lot of memories and I think because like Narnia wasn't as big of a part of my childhood I feel like as it was for a lot of other people like the stories were kind of there um I know I watched the first two movies but I didn't even really remember watching the first two movies I remember like parts of the first two movies and I would kind of get them mixed up um and I remember like watching Voyage of the Dawn Treader like pretty vividly I remember watching that a few times when it would like come on tv um and I remember going to the theaters to see that movie um and I, when I was younger like I didn't I, I mean, I hadn't read the books or anything, so I thought that movie was, like, so good. Um, like, it was almost like, and now I'm like, okay, it's not good for many, many reasons, and I think I'm gonna actually gonna have an episode where I talk about why it's not good, even though, like, part of me is like, but it brings back so much nostalgia. Um, I don't know, that's just how I feel, but it's nothing like the book, so I'm not gonna go into that, but again, that I don't know, there's just something about it that I guess brings about, like, a lot of nostalgia, and I feel like the movie would have been good if it was kind of, like, inspired by, like, the Narnia stories, like, it was, like, you know, they almost 
took some of the characters and like you know made a fan fiction and then made it into a movie i feel like that's just what it is it's like a bad fan fiction but it's also kind of good at the same time i don't know i'm not going to go into details about that but that's just something that i remember part of my childhood and i didn't read any of the books except the magician's nephew growing up so but for some reason i don't know why just in my head i was like is that a Narnia book? Is that not a Narnia book? I was like, I remember Aslan being in it, but I don't know. I was just super confused. I think I just like read it to read it and I didn't really appreciate it for like the art that it really is. Um, but then while kind of rediscovering the series again, um, I really realized how much I related to the character Polly Plummer. Um, this is, well, at the beginning of the story, Degree and Polly don't know each other, but this is like Degree's best friend eventually. Like, I love Degree and Polly's friendship. I think it's actually really adorable. Um, I honestly think I like it more than like Jill and Eustace's friendship. Um, I don't know. There's just something about it. <laughs> like, I like how, how like they immediately were like insulting each other, like the moment that they met each other. Um, I feel like that's a good sign that you're going to be good friends i don't know why but it just feel i don't know it just feels like it is um i'm actually gonna read that whole their like introduction thing because it's really short and i think it just perfectly sums up their friendship so it says here hello said polly hello said the boy what's your name polly said polly what's yours diggory said the boy i say what a funny name said polly it isn't half so funny as Polly, said Diggory. Yes, it is, said Polly. No, it isn't, said Diggory. At any rate, I do wash my face, said Polly, which is what you need to do, especially after, and then she stopped. <laughs> I think that's, that's so funny. I don't know why, but I just think that the fact that they're able to do that with each other, like the first i don't know the first day that they met i think that just goes to show that they feel like they can be honest with each other um and i know like i i don't know i kind of have like trust issues for many different reasons i'm not going to go into details but i feel like for some reason there's just certain people that i can like open up with and be extremely honest with when i first meet them i don't know why but there's just a few people that come to mind um when i don't know when i think about that but like of course i'm not i don't i don't think i'd ever like insult anyone and be like boy wash your face or like um you have a weird name or something i honestly always thought that diggory was a cool name so maybe in in that way i don't relate to polly but that whole opening line that i read to you was something i really really relate to a lot um about how she <laughs> She had her own, like, little stash of things, um, and she created her own little smuggler's cave. That was basically my closet when I was little. So what I do is I would, like, um, take different games and stuff in my closet, and I had a lock in my closet because when I was really, really little, I used to, like, change several times a day, and my parents are like, Allie, you can't do this anymore because you're, you're getting tons of clothes dirty that you don't need to get dirty. You need to just, like, wear your you know, maybe, like, wear, like, play clothes if you're going outside, and then just wear, like, your everyday clothes or whatever, and, like, that's it, you know, 
and you know maybe if I had like soccer practice wear my soccer uniform or something but like they're like I we can't keep doing all this laundry (laughs) so they had to put a lock on my door but I always would like find a key or something and I could like lock myself in from the inside and I could always unlock it so I would lock myself in the closet and sometimes I would like clear off my entire shelf and then I would like because my closet had shelves on it in it and so I would like clear off my entire shelf and I would like put my clothes and like little bins and stuff on the floor and then I would climb up on my shelves which probably wasn't stable but I mean I was a little kid so you know it's fine (laughs) and um I thought I was like a rebel by doing this I'm not kidding like I thought that I was like so cool I thought that nobody knew where I was and that you know I don't know there was just something about being in my closet by myself that just made me feel so happy and then I would like you know make up stories with my own little imaginary friends because I had a few imaginary friends when I was little and um at times like I would maybe like do art in there because I really liked drawing I I loved the Peter Pan movie growing up the 2003 version I thought Peter Pan was the cutest boy ever and I was so tempted to like sleep with my window open even though part of me would have been like oh my gosh that's like not safe I'm scared but the other part of me would have been like but Peter Pan you know (laughs) um so that's something I guess too that I really liked so I remember like in that movie Wendy would like draw um like a picture she like drew a picture of her in her bed and then she drew like a picture of Peter Pan and he was like flying above her whatever and like the teacher caught her in school or something she was like what is this and then yeah but anyways I used to draw that picture but I would draw instead of Wendy I would draw like me as Wendy like instead of the actress who played Wendy um I would do that in my closet sometimes I feel like I had about like 20 of the same drawings (laughs) just because I love drawing that so much um and oh another thing I would do is like we my mom was like if you want a snack you have to have it at three o'clock because like my mom didn't like the fact that we would just go snacking in the pantry all day and then come dinner time we wouldn't eat our dinner which makes tons of sense um (laughs) so they also had to put like a lock on our pantry as well which I totally understand um and now I'm like yeah I would have too but (laughs) at the time I was like this is not right whatsoever and so sometimes I would try to sneak in there and take things um which was bad right but of course that that's kind of where the whole like poly thing comes into play because that's the smuggler's cave that's honestly my favorite one of my favorite parts of this book though is just the fact that she found a little secret hideout and then she would take things and she made it her own little home I guess like a place where she felt safe and I feel like for someone who's had like anxiety you know her whole life it's like I'm talking about myself but like I feel like it's good to have a place where you feel like you'll always be safe um and I don't know a place where you can come back to and I feel like that's Polly's smuggler's cave um and I just love the fact that I don't know that she 
had like ginger beer and apples. I loved, loved, loved ginger beer growing up. My dad would buy it sometimes for us and um, I remember trying it for the, for the first time and I was like, this is nasty. Like, why am I drinking this? But I, I ended up really, really liking it and my brother and I would drink it together on our like, um, on like bar stools or whatever in the kitchen and we would like play games and stuff. It was actually really fun. So, um, I do actually really like ginger beer, um, and apples as well, and I've been, like, thinking about, because I like hanging out in my closet still, um, I actually, like, was in my closet today. For some reason, there's something comforting about a closet to me, just because I guess that was part of my childhood, and it just brings back a lot of nostalgia again, um, which is one of my favorite words, honestly. Like, nostalgia and aesthetic are one of my, or like, my two favorite words. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, I feel like that's something that... There's just something about that that made me feel like, wow. Like, there's... I don't know. I don't really even know how to describe this right now. But there's just something so nice about like celebrating the little things and just having a place where you feel safe and where you feel comfortable that you can go back to um and I just really really liked how Polly had that and I've been thinking about starting like my own stash of ginger beer and apples in the closet and I kind of want to make my closet like a reading nook um but my closet is so so small now like in our house that we were in before this one my closet was much bigger and I also was smaller too so like I was shorter um so I could sit on my shelf but my shelf one is way too high and two not stable and three my closet is very very small so (laughs) but I still like sitting on the floor in my closet and just kind of like listening to music and other things like that and I love 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 how she Um, would have a story in the works like she would work on a story in her little smuggler's cave I love that Um, I really liked writing songs when I was little I didn't do it very often they were horrible horrible my family still teases me about it Um, I honestly thought I was great like I was going to be Taylor Swift I loved Taylor Swift growing up so I think <laughs> that was another thing I would do in my closet. I did so much in my closet. Oh, 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 I would do light bright. Like, you know that thing where like, um, I don't know if you have this, but it's like where you would turn it on and you would put like a black sheet and there would be light, like a light would go th- go through the sheet and there'd be holes in the sheet. And then you would put these little colored pegs and you would like do pictures. I loved that. I would turn off the lights in my closet, I would lock myself in the closet, and then I would do, like, little light bright pictures. That was so much fun. Like, I honestly would buy one of those things again just to have that, like, again, like, experience that feeling of nostalgia. There's something about just the simplest things that used to bring me joy and just make me so happy and make me feel so secretive. Um, I don't know. There's just something about that that makes Polly's character so appealing because I feel like I can relate on many levels, not just not just that. But like on top of that, I feel like even though she forgave Diggory 
after all he did (laughs) because you know honestly the story would not have been interesting if degree you know didn't ring the bell and didn't awake jadis and all this kind of stuff but like at the same time like the the story really shows how curiosity can be dangerous like this book in particular shows how curiosity can be dangerous but like the line that went in the in the wardrobe can also show how curiosity can be beautiful at the same time like there comes a limit because lucy's curiosity was beautiful it was childlike um and it led her to discover narnia right and of course polly's curiosity um led her to steal the rings from uncle andrew which kind of gets the story going right um but uh and i feel like her curiosity was a little bad because she stole something she shouldn't have and speaking of that that's another thing i want to mention about how i feel like that part of polly kind of again sticks out to how i've i don't know I feel I feel like I could relate to that as well how she like stole the rings and stuff was because when I was little I would go in my mom's like um like when she was like downstairs or whatever like maybe cooking dinner or something and she wasn't around I was sneaking to her room and there was this drawer where she had like jewelry and different things that she had maybe that like her grandma gave her or um I guess maybe she had gotten as gifts or different things like that like, I would go in there, and I would, like, try stuff on, and there were even times where I would, like, I wouldn't steal them, I would borrow them, and I I would put them back, but sometimes I would, like, play dress up with them, okay, but I, I feel like that's not as bad as Polly stealing those rings, like, magic rings, I can understand why she would want to, because it's like, oh, there's something up with these rings, like, if, if, crazy uncle andrew has these rings like there has to be a reason (laughs) um but again i can understand the whole curiosity thing um and i can honestly relate a lot to that because when i was little i was a very very curious person i still am but i think there did come a point in my life where i wanted to grow up too fast i feel like polly's character is quite mature for her age it's not to a point where she's like Susan, I guess, um, like wanting to be a grown up, wanting to be a childish grown up, um, which is something I want to do a whole episode on about being childlike and childish because um, I'm currently reading further up and further in, as I mentioned in my second to last podcast episode when I talked about current favorites at the end. Um, I know, like, Joseph Pierce really really emphasizes like the whole childlike and childish concepts and how they're different and how we live in a society a society of childish adults um while we really need to be childlike adults um and how children are naturally childlike um and you can definitely see how Polly and Diggory are both childish and childlike in many different ways like there's a big difference between those two terms Again, I don't want to go into too much detail about that, though, because I feel like that deserves a whole episode in itself, Um, which is good because it gives me more ideas and more time to really share things 
that I enjoy like talking about and I enjoy researching. So that's going to be for a different episode. <laughs> so back to Polly um, and the whole like forgiving degree thing. I I think that she didn't want to like forgive him right away because well I mean she's a little stubborn. I gotta admit she's a little stubborn like not as much as Jill probably. <laughs> There's certain characters that come to mind when I think about like stubbornness. Um, I don't know. I just feel like she is slightly stubborn, which I am very, very stubborn, but she's very independent and she's very strong-willed, which is something I know I always happen, and I think it's just because I am the oldest in the family, um, and that's just something that I've, I don't know, it's just a, a trait I've always kind of possessed. I think maybe when I was younger, I was immature in certain ways, um, and I could have been a better older sibling but I feel like Polly is a very mature character um and she like the fact that she was like hey Diggory I feel like we need to like mark a spot so we <laughs> like like don't get lost or something you know just those little mature decisions that she made um that maybe an average kid wouldn't have thought of was something I don't know, something that I probably would have done just because I've always tried to be, like, extra careful about certain things, um, and again, at times, I haven't, like, and I feel like that just goes to show that, I mean, we can all be mature, and we can all be immature at times in our life, um, and I don't know there's just something about Polly's character that I felt like I could relate a lot to I don't know even I don't even know how to describe it but I just remember reading this story for the first time in middle school and even though I really really didn't like reading at the time I remember really liking her character because she stood out to me because I was like hey like I feel like I actually can relate to her and you know, I think, although I've never, like, had a degree in my life, I feel like um, I have struggled through similar situations as degree and Polly, I guess, and I like how positive Polly is the whole time. That's something that I think maybe I can't relate to entirely about Polly, is the fact that she was pretty positive the whole time i love i love 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 the part where she's like oh get up um degree get up fledge like it's such a beautiful day you know um there's the toffee trees or whatever and i love how excited she gets when she remembers that she has like toffee in her pocket or whatever um because when i get excited about things i get really really excited um when i get sad about things i get really really sad i just I feel a lot and I feel like I don't know when Polly got excited she got really really excited and she knew she needed to share it with people and that's something that I have felt too is like when I get excited about something I feel like I need to share it and sometimes I feel like that can be a bad thing though because I feel like I'm shoving like my feelings of, of like excitement down people's throats and making people choke <laughs> 
that sounds bad, but sometimes isn't like I feel like I regret it afterwards. But if I'm happy, people are gonna know I'm happy, right? And if I'm sad, people are gonna be able to tell I'm sad. Um, I don't hide too much. I think you know when something's wrong when I hide a lot. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like there's a lot that I can relate to with this character, and I definitely feel that she's underrated. Um, and I think it's so sad that Lewis doesn't write more about what happened to Polly in the future. Um, I mean, I know that it ends with like, oh, Polly and Dickory remain friend, good friends for like the rest of their lives. And I think that's so, that, that's so sweet. It's just like in the line, which in the wardrobe, like Dickory or Professor Kirk doesn't even mention Polly. And that breaks my heart. Like, I think I love, love, love older Dickory so, so much. I'm actually writing a story right now. Um, I'm not going to mention the title or anything. It's not a fanfic or anything. It's all like original characters and original storyline. Um, and I'm actually starting it out as a short story because I need it for a class but I'm definitely planning on developing it into a full book maybe even a series actually I don't know but it's in pro it's like a work in progress right now um just like Polly had stories in process anyways um like there's this old character older well I guess he's like this old man or whatever he's one of he's my one of my main characters grandpa's um and he owns a bookshop and i'm basing him off of um diggory just because like older diggory obviously i like professor kirk just because i love professor kirk that much in the lion the wish in the wardrobe and how he is very mature with the children like he doesn't treat them entirely like children you know what i mean he treats them kind of like mini adults um and I just really, really admired that because Diggory, his character development was great. Like, he went from being like Adam, right? Like, he fell into temptation, he fell into sin, until, and then he changed into like the new Adam, right? Like, like Christ. Like, Christ represents the new Adam. I think that's so beautiful. Like, he had a really good character development. I think each character in um, the Narnia series, like, every character pretty much goes through like an amazing character development and it's so interesting to see like character arches and everything um and i feel like i can relate to each character at some point in every story and i think that's the beautiful thing about these books is that like you could read in between the lines and still not even like be able to understand everything because there's there's so much more um, behind every line there's so much more than I guess like you can see on the surface um, and I'm really realizing that while reading further up and further in by Professor Joseph Pierce it's made me really really stop and think while I'm reading not only just um, any book in the Narnia series but any book by C.S. Lewis in general and any book like I've I'm reading at the moment I'm really just learning to enjoy and soak in and really appreciate it for the work that it is because there's a reason this person felt that they needed to share the story there's a reason this person felt that they needed to make this character have these specific flaws because they knew that someone was going to be able to relate they knew that someone has you know gone through this stuff before 
and needed to know that it's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to fall, just like Diggory, just like Adam and Eve, you know? But you have to always remember that you have to get up again. Like, just how Jesus fell, you know, carrying his cross. Like, we need to learn to pick up our cross again. It's like, are you going to be like Lucy and keep walking, you know, like, keep on moving forward, even though it feels like you're in a desert, even though it feels like, you know, even though she felt like Aslan wasn't there, like, especially in Prince Caspian, she was like, okay, Aslan, like, why why weren't you there for us when we needed you? Um, and, you know, he was like, things don't always happen the same way, you know, twice, dear one, or something along those lines. Um, you know, it's like you have to choose whether you're, you're going to keep on moving forward, even when it feels hard, even when it feels like God's not there, like Lucy, um, or you have to choose to be like Susan and just you know, not, <laughs> um, I guess, and I think Susan deserves an entire episode to herself, even, like, an entire series to herself, because that really, really broke my heart, um, I was reading, like, a blog post about how, like, someone was talking about how they wish that, you know, C.S. Lewis would have been alive to write a book, you know, just entirely dedicated to Susan and her um, basically, like, her, her resurrection, in a way, um, that's how I like to put it, but, um, yeah, that's just, that, that deserves an episode in its entirety, but as I was saying, um, this woman that, like, did a blog post about it or whatever, her little girl came up to her, and she's like, what happened to Susan after the last battle? She was like, this is so wrong, this is so sad, And just, like, that little girl's reaction broke my heart because, I mean, I felt the same way. But it's like, yeah, how do you, how do you learn to come back, you know? And she was so resistant. Um, And there's so many theories going on out there. And there's so many people that give Susan hate as well. But it's like, well, we've all been a Susan at some point in our lives. You know, we all have doubted God. We have all, like, fallen away slightly, um... And it's just, you have to learn to get back up again like Lucy did. Um, And I feel like Lucy experienced a lot of that struggle in Prince Caspian and Voyage of the Dawn Treader especially. And the fact that she kept on moving forward and she kept on believing and kept on trusting the whole time is just so beautiful. And while like Lucy... I mean, I love her character. She's been really, like, on my mind a lot because she's very inspiring. Um, I feel like while she is such an amazing character, and she's, but she's not my favorite character, um, but I don't know. I just think that the ability she had to keep on moving forward was just so beautiful, and I feel like, in a sense, Polly was kind of like the Lucy of the story, and Diggory was kind of like the Edmund of the story, of like, in you know, in ma- the magician's nephew, I guess. Um, that's kind of how I feel about it, but I feel like there's something so beautiful about each and every one of these books in this series that made me fall in love with life again, if that makes sense. Um, I feel like I definitely was going through life out of I think, like, once, um, you know, I got to high school, I got to a point in my life where I was a Susan, even though, like, of course, I believed in God and everything, it felt like I was a Susan in terms of, 
um, growing up and wanting to, I guess, being adults, wanting to, you know, get a job, wanting to do all this and that, um, and felt like I needed to really start taking my life even more seriously than I was before, because like I said, I've always been very mature and serious for my age, um, for quite a long time, like Polly, and I feel like in a way, I could relate to Susan, because I was like, yeah, um, I wanted to grow up too fast, and, you know, now here I am, going on 18, and, I feel like it makes me sad to think that so much of my childhood I spent wanting to be where I am now and then now I'm realizing, man, I wish I could go back. I wish I wouldn't have been so focused on the future. I wish I would have been appreciative of like the present moment and that's something I feel like um, Lucy really possesses. That's why I feel like her character is just so inspiring. And I love her, but one of the reasons why she's not my favorite character is because I feel like I can't relate to her as much. I feel like I'm, it's kind of like the whole, um, how, like, Joe is my favorite character because I relate to her the most. I feel like she's the most realistic, but I'm striving to be Beth. Um, I feel like Polly is my favorite character because she, I feel like she has a lot of these traits that are good but she also has flaws she also has these struggles that she goes through throughout the story that make her imperfect and so does lucy lucy most certainly does but i feel like in a way lucy handles things probably better than most of the characters in the series do um that i feel like isn't like as relatable as like a character like polly or edmund to me um And I think, like, next to Polly, Edmund, for sure, probably has to be one of the characters I also relate to the most. Um, I'm not, of course, I'm not a boy, and I'm not, I've never, like, sold out my family for Turkish Delights. (laughs) I did try Turkish Delight for the first time in December, and I actually thought it was really, really, really good. Um, I do have a unique, like, um taste palette so maybe it was just me um but I I want to have a whole podcast episode about Edmund so that's also coming in the future and I don't just want to talk about Narnia of course but anyways um yeah I feel like Polly there's just something about her that I feel like I can really connect to maybe it's because she was she's also a blonde I'm also a blonde and I thought this was the sweetest thing ever so um I was asking around, I was like, okay, so which character in the Narnia books, you know, do you think I am, you know, the most like? I was doing this on my Instagram story as at one point. Um, I'm not on Instagram anymore, but I did it um, once, and my friend Ella was like, well, when I first saw you, um, I immediately was like, oh my gosh, she's Polly. Like, she looks like how I imagined Polly, and I thought that was like, the sweetest thing ever and then someone else also said that like i don't know that i reminded them of either mrs pevensey or susan and i also thought that was really really sweet and i wish that again i wish there was like a whole book dedicated to mr and mrs pevensey oh my gosh i didn't even think about that i don't even think there's any fan fictions out there about that oh man 
Okay, sorry. <laughs> I get so excited about certain things like that. Um, but I thought that... I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Like, I didn't even really think about Mrs. Pevensey, but I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Um, I My friends have always said I've kind of been a motherly figure. Um, so I always thought that was kind of sweet, I guess. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really, really sweet when my friend Ella was like, oh my gosh, you remind me of Polly. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I think it's one of the best compliments ever when a person says that you remind them of a book character or you're like almost exactly how you imagined a, like a book character. And I, I just think, oh, that just makes me so happy. So, um, that's one of the reasons why I chose Polly Plummer as my name on here for this podcast. Um, of course, I didn't do anything poly related for my title of the podcast, which I was thinking about. I was thinking about maybe doing something related to apples and ginger beer or whatever. Um, maybe I will in the future. Um, maybe I'll just change it at some point when I come up with something really creative but I honestly really like sip tea with Allie I thought that was kind of I had a nice like sound to it and it made me happy because I I'm not kidding I drink two to three cups of tea a day um once I was on a retreat with some friends and my friend Hannah and I um we we had like a little kitchen area um, in, like, the guest quarters, and the, well, the sisters were like, oh, you can, like, have, you're welcome to the tea and stuff in here, and Hannah and I were like, tea? (laughs) And so, I'm not kidding, I think one of the days we had seven cups, and we were, like, up so late, but, yeah, that was, that was great, um, yeah, I think that's the time that I drank so much tea, I don't think I've ever, had that much tea in a day um yet I'm saying yet because I ha- I'm really surprised I haven't had that much recently because it's kind of been my lifeline recently um I-, I even have like a monthly tea subscription because I love tea that much <laughs> uh, I think it would be very interesting to also have an entire episode dedicated to tea and why I love it so much but I will, I'll think about that, and I'll probably be doing that sometime in the future. Um, anyways, um, yeah, Polly Plummer, please, 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 like, like this character, because there's just something about her and Diggory that I love, and I, I want a guy friend like Diggory, or I want a guy friend like Lori or Theodore Lawrence, um, you know, Joe March's best friend, like, that's what I want, um, I think I've always wanted a, a good guy friend, um, especially one like Lori, but, like, more mature, (laughs) let's just say more mature than Lori, um, more responsible, so I think one of the reasons why is just because my best friend growing up was a boy, and I got really, really sad when he moved away, I had a crush on him, um, and I want to say he was kind of like my diggery in a way. He had brown hair. And we would talk about a lot of things. I always felt like we were really mature little kids. Like, even though he moved probably when I was like four or something, I always thought we were like really mature for our age. Um, I mean, at times we probably weren't, though. 
But yeah, I think I've always kind of wanted a Diggory or a Lori or an Edmund or in my in my life, I guess. And I know he's out there. I know I just gotta keep on praying. <laughs> but like, I was talking to my friend Rachel about this yesterday, and I was like, it's it's so hard. Like, I have all these expectations in men because I've read all these books now. <laughs> And it's like, how am I ever going to find someone? And she was talking about how she was, like, feeling the same thing. So, yes, like, I feel like I am. Like, if you've read Pride and Prejudice, you'll know this reference. I found this somewhere, like, on Pinterest once. And it's like, I am looking for my Mr. Darcy in a world full of Wickhams. Like, I have never related to a line. Well, actually, I have, but <laughs> I'm over-exaggerating, but I've never related to a line as much as I have related to that. Um, so, um, Mr. Darcy, I know you're out there. Please find me. <laughs> um, even though I want to say that if, even though everybody loves Mr. Darcy, I like Mr. Bingley better. Also, if we're just talking about um, Jane Austen men in general, I think Henry Tilney from Northanger Abbey has to be my favorite. I love him. He's just... There's something about him. And the um, the actor who played him in the movie, I don't know. He ri- reminded me a lot of Tom Hiddleston. And I really like Tom Hiddleston. And I think the actor who played him portrayed him perfectly. Like, um, in the Northanger Abbey movie adaption, I was like, oh my gosh. This is exactly how I imagined Henry. So, and what's so funny, too, is that I always thought, I always really liked the name Henry. Maybe it's because I I grew up liking the Ramona and Beezus series and her best friend and Beezus' best friend was Henry. Maybe that's why. But like that's on my list of one of like the names that I want to name my kid my kids. Um I have so many. Like from saint names to book characters to relatives to just pretty names I've heard in like public and stuff like that like I have so many like it's it's crazy (laughs) I think it would be really interesting to talk about like names there's so many things I could talk about on here that it's crazy like I'm gonna have to have like 200 episodes (laughs) and I'll be like this old old lady um you know and still talking about um books and tea and cats and candles and everything in between and most importantly my faith um saint quotes like literally anything that makes me happy and makes me feel like yes god is good he's blessed me with so much like i could go on and on and on um (laughs) anyways if you're still listening again i want to thank you so much here's a voice hug i want you to know that you are loved god is in control I am praying for you, and I really appreciate any res- any support and feedback that I get. I It literally means so much to me. Um, like, I appreciate it so, so much. Like, you guys are so sweet. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Um, also, I, uh, before, I wanna, before I end this, I want to mention that my friend Birdie recommended a book to me yesterday called Old Fashioned Girl. Uh, by Louisa May Alcott, um, which I was like, oh, I had never heard of this. And I feel like it's so sad that some of the other books that she's written kind of get pushed to the side just because 
you know, her most popular book, of course, is, like, the Little Women series. Um, her most popular books are from the Little Women series, like, and, of course, out of all those books, Little Women, um, and then probably next to that, Little Men, but she mentioned Old Fashioned Girl, and she also said that I reminded her a lot of Polly Milton. I was like, okay, do I feel like I need to name one of my kids Polly now, too, because I just, I feel like there's something about that name. <laughs> Or maybe I need to get a parrot or something and name it Polly. I don't know. But I just think that name is so cute anyways. Um, I feel like maybe it's the Polly Alley. Maybe it's that. I don't know. But I thought that was so, so sweet too. Like, I was like, oh, now I really want to read this book. Because, again, I find it so sweet when people are like, you remind me of this character. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's one of the best compliments ever. Like, that I don't know. So thank you for those sweet compliments, guys, about um, book characters or like what book characters um, I remind you of. Like that, that was so sweet. I was like, oh my gosh. And Birdie was the one who was like, you need to like make a podcast episode about, you know, why you like have this connection to Polly. Um, And she was even agreeing with Ella um, that I reminded her of Polly Plummer, so I just thought that was literally the sweetest thing ever, like, oh, that made me so happy, (laughs) uh, but anyways, I want to thank you so, so much for joining in on this podcast episode, and I hope that you enjoyed this and are having an amazing week. Take care.